0: The boat was filling up with more water. Initially, water reached up to my ankles. While we were getting closer to the coast, the water level reached my knees, and then my son's waist. I lifted up my daughter, and I started praying. Oh Allah, for these children's sake, please help us. They are innocent. They must live, even if we die. I did not know what I was doing. I felt very helpless. Undaunted Voices of Turkey, Stories of Women Who Resist, Episode 1, Upside Down. 88 yılında Antalya'da doğdum, ee, öğretmen anne babanın çocuğu olarak. I was born in 1988 into a family of teachers. My biggest dream was to become a preschool teacher. Years later, my mom showed me my notebook, which I wrote in third grade. There was a question in this notebook. What do you want to become when you grow up? And the answer was, I want to be a preschool teacher. It was a very sacred role for me. I taught preschool for eight years. During all these years, I always taught my students to be honest, just, and good people, to love, to be conscientious, to be fair, and to not lie no matter what. I got married to a math teacher, and we had a son. When our son was five and a half years old, I was expecting a new baby very soon. Everything that was good in Turkey started to take a negative turn. It was Friday, July 15th. While my husband and I were watching TV, having tea and sunflower seeds, our son and my nephew were playing upstairs. Suddenly, there was news on TV that a coup was taking place in Turkey. We were shocked at what was going on. On July 22nd, my principal called me to school. He gave me a document suspending me. And just four days later, we learned that my husband was also suspended from his position at the university. With one small child and another one on the way, we did not have a basic salary or health insurance. We were left with no financial stability. We quickly found out that there was an order to arrest my husband. Anyone can face imprisonment at any time due to the judicial system in Turkey. When my husband learned about his situation, he went to his friend's house in fear of being found, leaving me alone with my son. Sonra... One morning, Allah, I woke up in a house where I was alone. I did not have anyone but Allah. I woke up early in the morning. I did my daily prayer. I went to the hospital alone to give birth, praying as I drove the car. Everyone has their husband relatives, or mothers with them, but I was by myself in the hospital. (coughs) Then my daughter was born. She was born premature and needed to stay in an incubator, but I was afraid of what could happen to me. I took my child and I signed consent to get out of the hospital. After a while, my son started to wet his bed. He could not stand being without his dad. He was waking up from his sleep every night screaming, Father! He lost his appetite. He was saying that, Mom, even if I grow up, who cares if my father is not with me? My child was suffering. While he was suffering, I was also suffering and crying. On July 15th, when we were having tea and sunflower seeds, all of a sudden, they declared us as traitors. Until this time, my husband and I had many awards and recognitions from the Ministry of National Education. I had prominent awards in my profession, but in just a single day, we were declared uneducated. Since I am a preschool teacher, I started to do activities with my son. I took my son to the beach for a little change so that he could relax. We were interested in nautical rocks at the beach. We started to paint the rocks. While I was painting the rocks, my son was polishing them. The next day, we were going to the farmer's market to sell these painted rocks with my son. My son was shouting, one lira, one lira. We made some money from this business with my son. I mean, it was not too much, but at least I could buy a small toy for my son to take home. I could buy bread for us. I was smiling as my son laughed. After that, the circle was tightening for us. We could not take our kids to the hospital. I could not take my daughter for vaccinations. She had health issues from being born prematurely and not staying in the incubator. We decided to flee abroad because we did not know what would happen to us if we stayed in Turkey. We were being searched for all around. A week later, my mother called me and said that they arrested my dad. The police officers came home, and they couldn't find us, and they arrested my father instead. Then we learned that they sent my dad to prison. Later on, my father was released, but he is still taking heavy antipsychotic drugs, and he was never himself again. He felt terrible, had crying jags, unable to believe what he had experienced. During the investigation, they told my dad how they would torture me and my husband. We had already decided to flee abroad. Then we learned about human smugglers. We had never done anything illegal in our lives. The smugglers demanded a large amount of money. We had to take this risk. They boarded us with three families on a tourist boat. In the middle of the sea, We transferred to a yacht. After a while, traveling with this yacht, the captain said that he did not want to go further. He said, I am afraid to be caught by Greek police officers. He told us to get out of the yacht and swim. We begged him, Please do not do this. We have a little kid and a newborn baby. Then he inflated one white boat. I will never forget that boat. He said that he could only take the woman, and the men must stay behind. I mean, you can't ask any questions under these conditions, so you have to do everything that he was saying. If you go back to Turkey, it will be worse than this. There will be torture and being separated from your kids. While we were moving forward, the boat ruptured. The captain was very worried. He started to drive faster. The boat was filling up with more water. Initially, water reached up to my ankles. The water level was gradually increasing in the boat. While we were getting closer to the coast, the water level reached my knees, and then my son's waist. I lifted up my daughter, and I started praying. Oh Allah, for these children's sake, please help us. They are innocent. Maybe I am not, but they are. They must live, even if we die. I lifted up my daughter and kept praying. I did not know what I was doing. I felt very helpless. <inaudible> Thank God we got off the boat. I was in a country where even the alphabet was different from mine. I fled from my homeland, which I loved so much, in tears. I was still looking at the breaking news when I was fleeing my country, just hoping for a change, and that the people would realize that they were wrong. It was as if the mountains and rocks were telling us to go away. Go and be free. I started waiting for my husband in the Greek island. An hour passed and my husband didn't show up. I thought that something happened to him. They might have killed him. Because if they kill fleeing people, they will be given a reward in Turkey. One and a half hours passed, but my husband did not show up. In the meantime, my son grew bored of playing games. Recently, my son did not speak much. He just pointed to the sea and asked, "Mom." Isn't my dad over there now?" I started crying as he was also crying. He asked me, "'Mom, what are we going to do now? I know that you are good people. Why did they do this to us? Why didn't they let me play with my toys? I missed my room. Mom, aren't you going to miss Turkey? Aren't our grandparents there? Why are you doing this to me? Why do you stop me? Why do you keep me away from everything I love?' They also took my dad away from me. Now we were both crying while looking at the sea. Then someone touched my back. I looked back and it was my husband. I was over the moon. I could not believe my eyes because I had given up hope. My son jumped up with joy, screaming, Dad, so everyone was looking at us. Our past, our minds, our hearts were all in Turkey. You can run away, but it does not matter. You even feel a weird remorse. You question whether you left everyone just to save yourself. But you have kids, so you have to do it. Our biggest dream was to come to Germany since we know that education, safety, democracy, civil rights are better in Germany we got our plane tickets to Germany. We got on the plane. Even though the plane took off, we could not believe it, and our minds stayed put. We thought that someone would come, detain, and kill us. We landed in Munich. While we were on the way to the baggage claim area to get our luggage, Two police officers stopped us. They took us to the airport police office. They took my husband and me in separate rooms. When the police officer saw that my baby was crying, he brought milk for my daughter. I was so surprised. While you needed a lot of help, you could not get any help in Turkey, but it was surprising for us to see such goodness in a foreign country. I was so happy. They told us that we have to take off our clothes due to the state laws of asylum. I still cannot forget that. They took my clothes off. And I had my period. I was crying from embarrassment the whole time. I've never even undressed in front of my mother. I felt like I had lost everything. It was tough for me. My husband and I could not look at each other's faces after leaving separate rooms. I felt like a living dead. Then they sent us to a refugee camp in Muni. It wasn't bad for me because I had been homeless for a long time. I was in love with the house in camp. I felt like wiping and kissing the walls. My son had his own bed. It really meant a lot to me. I cried my heart out when I left this place. We had a court date at which we told everything that we had experienced. We have all of our documents with us, including diplomas, certificates of achievements, and awards from the Turkish Ministry of National Education. The judge was surprised. He said, how are they sending out such educated people in your country? The judge asked me, what I think about Germany. I said that I love Germany. They give 90 euros per month per person to refugees in Germany. And I said, I am recording all the money that you have provided us. When my status improves and I find a job, I want to pay back all this money to your country. I am grateful to the German nation. The judge was very touched. He said, you do not need to do that. We did not lend you that money. You can record that. You are doing right. You can save that money and you can give it to your friends who come after you." It was such an act of kindness from him. Right now, we are in our home. It is as small as a box, but it is very lovely. When we came home the first time, we didn't have anything. But at the end of the week, we invited our friends from the camp to our house. They slept on the floor, while we also were sleeping on the floor because we didn't even have a bed since then we have furnished our home thank goodness for our situation now we knew that we didn't do anything wrong all of this will pass i hope better days will come i wish for the sun to rise in our country güzel günler gelecek ülkemizin olacak inanıyoruz <inaudible> yani Thank you for listening to the Undaunted Voices of Turkey podcast series. This story was one of several oral histories we have collected. For next episodes, follow us from Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Undaunted Voices of Turkey.